0: What's up everyone, Uh welcome back after a week off because there wasn't really much soccer to talk about, we're back here to talk about some soccer and hopefully talk about some matches that will happen uh, and we've got some guests here to help us with that, this is the Orange of Black Soccer cast.
1: Towards the near post, the flick and it's in, Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County and it is a massive one, often dominant the last 10 In the middle now, gets around a few defenders.
0: Forrester with the outside of the left foot. What a strike by Harry Forrester! It's the opening goal for Orange County.
2: Huge, 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 has it down. Back post.
0: Opportunity and a goal! A beautiful goal by Orange County.
3: This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccercast. Or on Facebook
0: at Orange and Black Soccercast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, presented by Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you each and every episode, except for that one time I missed when I was sick, uh, to uh, help guide you through this journey. And uh, joining me, as he does always, the guy that's been here every single episode, that is Dylan from Catalan Coalition. Dylan, how you doing? Uh, I love hearing the praise. Um, I'm, I'm doing,
3: wow, that is a very tight... Okay, that's better. Um, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Uh, We got some special guests. I'm very excited to talk to them, as always. You know, it's the best part of my week.
0: Perfect. Best part of your week. And uh, it's always fun because we have this other gentleman that's with us pretty much every episode since the beginning of last season. And that is Alan in San Diego. Alan, how are you doing?
1: Bam, 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 bam. Great. I am fantastic. Um, We just got done with the Fairweather pod Had some wonderful guests on that are similar to this one. Had a blast. So I am in a very pleasant mood to talk Orange County and the week that will be for OCSC. So I'm excited to get into some of those matches.
0: I'm excited that as well, uh, as long as there actually are some matches to play, which fingers crossed they are happening. Uh, Before we get to our very special guest, I have one other guest to welcome on here. I joined uh, Dylan and myself, joined him on his podcast with Alan over there on the fair weather pod. And we asked him, Hey, do you want to come join us? And he said, sure. Why not? So we're going to bring him on. And that is Chris Walker. Chris, how you doing? Straight out of the Inland Empire.
4: Chris Walker is in the
0: house. What's up guys. And he's sporting those OC colors. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is San Diego cantaloupe, bro. <laughs>
0: Well, um, so there we go. There's uh, the four of us. We have one other person we want to introduce and we want to get him on quickly because we don't want to take up too much of his time. Uh, He's joining us now for the second time. If you remember the last time he was on here, he gave Alan a very, very hard time about, I guess, a prediction or something. And I'm sure now he's going to come after me because I made some crazy prediction on the uh, farewell weather pod. Uh, And that's midfielder for Orange County Soccer Club. And that is Aiden Quinn. Aiden, how's it going, man? It's going great. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on here. We want to welcome you back to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Uh, and uh, let me just say this really quick. The, my prediction, if you heard it on the Fairweather pod, it's not a legit prediction. It's this this magical, mystical thing I tend to do uh, every match. A- and most of the time it works. So that's why I keep doing it. Dylan's shaking his head because he doesn't if believe it works, in it. If it works, we keep
2: it that way. If it works, we got to keep yeah. it
0: then. See, there <laughs> we go, Dylan. There we go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I just want to say, I think he predicted a five nil real monarchs uh, victory last year in the
2: playoffs. That was close. So, oh, sh- that was, <laughs> yeah, that was the one time
0: t- t- that, that t- was like t- one of the few times it didn't work out. So it, it, okay. it nothing's perfect. Nothing is perfect, but uh, regular it, season. Back, you keep it. <laughs> welcome back to the orange by soccer. Thanks, yeah. Bro. I got to go straight to this question really quick. Um, you know, season comes back into play. Uh, you play a few matches or a couple matches against Phoenix, which were some awesome matches. Uh, that second match, you guys sort of figured things out, got the goal, got the win, got the three points, which was um, a very big sort of momentum swinger. And then you head up to, I believe, Sacramento, and minutes before kickoff, you guys are told, hey, um, this match is not happening. What's going on as a player? What's going on in your head when something like that's happening?
2: Yeah, that was uh, that was unfortunate. Uh, we were about to just head out for uh, warm-ups, and they are like, hey, wait a second. And we heard... About the galaxy thing, uh, we were hoping it didn't affect us because when we were wa- like walking the pitch, we heard about it. Uh, as then they came in, they told us, "Yeah, we can't risk it." Which, uh, at the end of the day, that's what you want. You don't want to risk anything. You want the players to be healthy. You want the staff to be healthy. So in the end, it's it's all right. It kind of sucks that so we had to go up there, but uh, health is number one priority. And so I think the league did what was right.
0: Perfect. And, and your teammate uh, went on to Twitter, I think shortly after that that's uh, Ugo and he sort of uh, vented his frustration, basically saying, Hey, test came back negative for both teams. And we're finding out less than an hour before kickoff. This needs to be better. Uh, What's is, is there anything in your mind that you think could be done better in that situation? Or is that just something, you know, with, with what we have with the way tests are and uh, still the unknown factor with this, with this COVID-19 thing is, is, do you see the league doing the best they can to try and uh, keep players safe?
2: Yeah, I think the league is doing all that they can. Um, but, of course, they're gonna, there's going to be growing pains. Uh, this is completely new to everybody. So the league is doing what they think is best. And sometimes it's great, and sometimes it might not be the best option. But um, when that happens, you just kind of learn. you got to make it better the next time. And I think that's what they're doing. Um, but also some of it goes to the players. They have to follow the protocols that the league has given us. And if they're not, then things like that might happen. And um, unfortunately other teams will get punished because Sacramento had zero positive or zero negatives, Wait, zero positives. Yeah. Orange County had zero positives, but in the end we didn't play um, because of another team. But like I said, you want to be safe. You want to be overly cautious right now. Um, So I think, it's getting better as the season's going um, because everyone's learning as we go, but it's, it's going to be tough, especially since we're the first league to do it this way.
0: And, and, you know, so coming out of that Sacramento match, you look at the calendar uh, LA galaxy two is the next opponent. There's this probably sort of thought already knowing that that's probably not going to happen now based on what we knew from the test results and what happened with Sacramento. Uh, So that game gets postponed. So now you have this extended break, not as long as you had, of course, uh, for the initial extended break between uh, El Paso and the first Phoenix match, but it's still an extended break. I, I know as an athlete, you're probably, you you guys rely on some, you know, uh, normalcy, uh, you know, schedule regimen and all that stuff and make sure things are going the way you want it. So what does this type of unplanned break do for sort of the momentum you guys maybe built from that Phoenix win uh, and how's that potentially going to impact you going into the San Diego match?
2: Yeah, we were all buzzing after that Phoenix win because obviously Phoenix, top team in this league, um, thought we performed well. The first game, that was our very first 11v11 because we didn't have enough players to do any scrimmages or anything. Um, So getting a tie in that first game was good. Then getting the win the second game, we thought we were on a roll. Um, Then we have the break, but then we were able to get some inter-squad scrimmage in. So we were still able to keep fit um, between that game and then tomorrow. So hopefully we keep rolling, but again, we don't really know what we're going to look like until the game comes.
0: And let me ask you one thing about that Phoenix win. Uh, there was a very, I guess, controversial uh, event that happened in that match, at least for a lot of Phoenix fans. I, I will say this, our Allen went on a big rant on it a couple weeks ago about how this is ridiculous, but coach uh, Braden Cloutier picked up the ball, sort of tossed to the side, uh, induced a red, uh, a second yellow card uh, for Santy Moore there in uh, in in Phoenix, which sort of turned the tides and sort of gave you guys a little bit of an advantage in that match. Uh, what are your thoughts on something like that? Is, is that something that's just part of the game, or, or I mean, do you have any issues with a coach doing something like that, or is is a coach part of the the atmosphere out on the field? Uh, yeah, that that situation I didn't see. I had my back to it um, when I was talking <clears throat> when
2: I was talking to one of their guys. They said that he he nudged him a bit. So I mean. I think in the heat of the moment, Santee Moore's probably just trying to get the ball and he's a little frustrated. I think he missed a big chance right before that. Uh, So he's probably a little frustrated and emotional, but again, you got to keep that in check and you can get carded for silly things. Um, I think in the back of our minds as players, we have to know that. And uh you can argue that it what might not have been a red card, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. You kind of put yourself in that situation. You put your team in that situation. So as a player, I'm sure you felt really bad. Um, and then you just, you hope your teammates can bail you out at, at that
0: point. Did that, uh, did that play sort of give you guys a little extra spark there out there on the pitch, Orange County, like seeing or knowing that your coach was shoved by the opponent opposing team. Did they give you guys a little bit extra fire uh, to, to close out and get that win? I don't know if the shove gave us a little extra, uh, little extra
2: push, but I think just us being up a man, uh, knowing we were kind of in control from there, and uh, we knew that we were playing well, anyways. When it was eleven v eleven, then then eleven v ten is just going to be much tougher for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't see it. Uh, maybe I might have been a little different reaction if I did see it. So I don't know if he pushed him hard or not. I didn't really, didn't get a, a view of it. But, um, yeah, I think it, it definitely helped us, obviously, because of the red card and they're down a man now. Alan,
3: did you have something? You looked like you had something to say.
1: Oh, I'm just talking about talking to Carson in the chat as much as possible. Um, oh, no, I just thought that that whole th- – I, I said my piece last week with – or two weeks ago. I went on a rant. Uh, you can't put your hands on a coach – if the coach is just literally throwing the ball back into play. Um, But I said my piece, um, we'll leave it at that. Um, But uh, Aiden, you're coming off of a lot of downtime. Um, Is there anything to learn from the first kind of COVID lag that you can bring to the pitch after, I mean, it's been so long since you played Phoenix. Is there something that the team can, can pull from their past experience now coming into San Diego, coming off of, you know, a pretty long um, time off of the pitch?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, it just helped us. We got the train a little bit more. So going into Phoenix, we kind of, obviously our first two games were against them, so we were focused on them and how we were going to play against them um, and how we were going to stop them because of their potent attack. Uh, with the downtime, now it kind of gives us more time to, we can either extend trainings or we can do 11 v 11s Um, you can work on different things because the schedule isn't as packed and you're not trying to build the legs up for the games. You're kind of, you can go all in for the, uh, the practices, um, and we can focus on ourselves and how we want to play and build out because the defending is much easier in soccer than attacking and scoring goals. That's why the, the big players, the big money players are the ones that score goals.
3: I think that's. You, Aiden, one of those <laughs> players scoring goals. You have a you have a pretty great record for someone that plays as a six. Um moving on, we have a couple listener questions, which is why they're actually good questions before we get to my actual question. Our good superfan super fan Andy King, member of the County Line Coalition, asks, What pregame rituals do you have? And what's or who has the most oddball pregame? Uh, if you feel like name shaming them
2: uh pregame rituals um (laughs) one of my favorite quotes is i'm not superstitious just a little stitious (laughs) great office quote but um once i if i'm scoring or i have good games or assist i kind of just to stick to that routine just because i think a lot of athletes do that once say you score a goal it's like all right well i'm going to eat the same thing i ate for the dinner the night before uh, breakfast the same day and stuff like that so I usually stick with the same meals. I've been having the same meals the day before a game. Um, and usually th- I, I went to a breakfast place, but now obviously we can't do that. Um, but so mine's basically just what I eat. Um, I don't really do too much uh, rituals. Maybe I put my like right shin guard and my right shoe on and then my left, uh, but nothing crazy. I know guys, they have to do, They have to step on the field with the right foot or they have to to do some other like taping things like in a certain way or direction. Um, But I think it's more routine rather than uh, superstition for most guys. It's just because that makes them feel good. They know they play well if they do this routine. So
3: That's fair. Um, You did mention food. That brings us to our next question. Um, Andy, again, this is why he's the super fan. He's asking, and I don't know if you're actually mostly vegetarian if it's just because your wife is, but, uh, any thoughts on vegetable based proteins? If
2: yeah. I'm not, or... Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I still eat meat, but definitely a lot less than I used to ever since, uh, she finished grad school and moved in with me. and um, I started scoring and have a lot better, more success. So I was like, all right, <laughs> I don't know if it's the meat, but let's stick with it. Um, So then, uh, yeah, we eat a lot more vegetarian meals, anything at home is vegetarian. If I eat meat, it's away from home. Um, but yeah, uh, we have beyond meat a lot. Um, those are easy access at the grocery store. Um, impossible burger stuff, like you said, is, is actually really good. Uh, I think it's better than beyond meat, but that's at like the fast food joints or, uh, restaurants. It's, now it's starting to come into the grocery store a little bit more, but um, I gotta yeah. say the, the
4: impossible whoppers. yeah, you.
2: I had that, and my wife was like, "Can you taste this? I don't know if this is like this tastes like meat, and like she hasn't had meat in like six <laughs> six, seven years or something. I was like, it, it tastes a lot like meat, but I don't think so. I don't think they would do that to you. That's a little messed up if they put meat <laughs> in your in your impossible whopper.
4: <laughs> it's only good while it's hot though. I really haven't enjoyed it while it was cold, so yeah <laughs>
0: One interesting question. Nice. I don't think I don't think Aiden can answer this really, but and this is just for people to listen to or to think about like with all this push on like you know non-gMO foods, but then you're creating these like veggie burgers that are meant to like look and taste and react that's like true. meat is like is that a weird, like crazy uh, cycle like no GMO, but then let's make our veggie burgers look and and react like meat would and then switch around and all. This stuff. That's just a crazy thing I just thought when this whole <laughs> conversation started going. Yeah.
2: I think that's just to get people to try you know? It's kinda like what do they have? They have those like men like uh, soaps, but it's the same thing as this normal woman soap. They just want like
0: <laughs> you want to feel like you're a manly man when you're doing it, so I sort of that's like old spice that's old spice's thing, right? Like they take yeah. like the women scent and they just create like a wolf thorn or eagle hawk <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And that's that's their new scent for men, but it's the same thing as like Whatever the, the the normal scent would be, or or whatever it is, I, I don't want to like likely.
1: put things I, on there. I have the prime rib and lumberjack body wash, so that's... <laughs> yeah.
2: See, manly man Allen,
1: right there. See, no one has ever said that in the history of human human existence. Manly man Allen. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be your new nickname, Allen. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Um, so Phoenix gets a lot of like platted like platitudes for being the best team. Um, and Orange County, I think to me, is uh, arguably one of the best teams in the uh, in the USL. Is there something that Orange County feels like maybe a little bit of a chip on their shoulder? Or they have to, like, prove something or is it, hey, we're just going to play the way we're going to play. And we know that we're good. and We're going to be successful. Is there anything that Orange County feels like they have to prove anything or is it just we're going to stay within ourselves and play good soccer? And we're going to show teams that we are one of the best in the league.
2: Yeah. It's one of those, um, more, like you said, we want to show people that we're good and we, we know we're good. Uh, we have really good players. I mean, we have Michael Roscoe. I think that's a massive signing just in the USL alone, um, to get, to be here in orange County. That's great. Um, and we have a lot of other good players. We have Ugo, who is an MVP. We had Chandler who was up for golden boot. Um, Darwin had a great year last year. Seth Cassipoli has been a mainstay in the USL midfield. Um, so we have a lot of great players. Uh, Phoenix gets a lot of press and everything because they deserve it. They, uh, last year, they crushed the league. Um, they won on that long run, and they have unbelievable players like Solo, uh, probably one of the best players in the league, if not the best. So uh, I think they get the, the press and everything also because they, they probably have a bit more fans than us but i mean our fans are are very loyal and quantity or qual uh quantity isn't always better than quality uh, i'm not saying that phoenix fans aren't great but i know our fans there's not a lot of people out there that would stick around this club as long as they have uh, i think now they're seeing the rewards of it i think the club's doing great things and they're on their way to being a really really good club uh in america in lower division soccer um, but yeah, I think there's a little bit of that animosity from guys saying like wait, why aren't they uh, why aren't we getting a little bit of a bigger press or a bigger look? Um, but with saying that, we did somehow make it to the number one in Power Rankings without playing a game for two weeks or something so magic <laughs> that, that that was pretty
0: awesome that was magical we we've yeah. we've like talked trash on the power rankings for the the better part of two and a half seasons here uh and i i think when i saw that that orange county moved up to the top when with missing a match and now missing another match <laughs> it was pretty 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 remarkable uh really quick uh, i have a quick question for you then i'll go to Dylan uh you mentioned michael Orozco um what is it that's making orange county's defense so amazing right now. I know it's only a three-game sample, but you've only let in one goal as a defensive unit in Orange County. Uh, I, I know you mentioned Michael Orozco. He's an amazing, you know, experienced defender, but what is it that's making Orange County such a difficult team to score against right now? Yeah,
2: I think it's the players as well as our uh, the way we are playing, and we make teams try to break us down. I think you have Michael Orozco. That's a given. Uh, Rob Kiernan comes over. So much experience. He's a great player. Um, Just training with him, you can tell his quality. Uh, Nate Smith comes in, and he reminds me a lot about – or a lot like Kevin Alston, who just – he's so hard to get by 1v1. Uh, I mean, he shut down solo for the most part. And if you look at anyone else who's playing solo, he's having a field day. So I think he's kind of getting overlooked, Nate Smith. But if you look at what he's done, it's – it's un- unbelievable. Um, and then on the other side, you had Kevin or you had Danny Finlayson come in, and they're going against Junior Flemings, and look what he's doing. Um, he's crushing the league as well. And they really shut him down, and Santi Moore comes in, and they shut him down. Um, so I think those guys have really stepped up, and you can see their qualities. Um, and, but it's also from the front too. Ugo is super hard worker. Uh, you got Seth doing a great job on the left, even though he's a center mid um Brian Alasky's come in and worked really hard and then you got Danny, you have Cammy, you have all these other guys coming in and everyone no matter what you're going to get from these guys is 100% effort so I think that's uh that's the best thing we can do is give effort and then from there it's going to be really tough to break us down
0: Dylan one last question you have or I know we've already asked Aiden about vegetables in the past I don't know if we remember what his favorite vegetable is. All right, all but
3: right. one time I forgot, and I already forgot who I asked twice. I think it was Aaron. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to ask you about vegetables. But um, it's obviously a pretty crazy time to be living, playing professional soccer, kind of doing anything. I think I think we're all kind of just trying to do our best. Um, you have some added pressure with the Players Association. Um, are you just pleased with how things have gone in the last couple months? Because it, it's been pretty chaotic i think and i imagine between being newly married and um you know being one of the leaders of a team trying to play and then being a part of the players association as well i imagine that takes a massive toll on you um like how how are you feeling at this point in the year
2: yeah during the uh the start of covid the whole being on the board of the players union it, it was a lot there was a lot of phone calls it was taking up a bunch of time but in the end, we I knew it was going to be for the betterment of the players. Um, the players did a great job of sticking together. No one really frayed from the group. And I think that really made us strong. Um, and now we're seeing the rewards for that. We got no pay cuts. Uh, we're playing games. Um, so a lot of good things happened from it. Uh, and I'm proud. That's probably one of the proudest things I've done in my career is be a part of this players union because it's more of about other guys and, not about myself. Um, so I'm proud of that. We've doing that, but we're still in the process of continuing that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been tough, but it's been tough for a lot of people and people are in way worse positions than I am. Um, I'm just thankful I can still do what I love. Um, I'm doing it with my friends. I have my wife healthy, my family's healthy. Uh, so I have no complaints, uh, at all. So I think a lot of people are in worse off situations and, uh, I'm just glad that the people around me are doing well. And then the league is doing well and the players are
0: doing well. Perfect. Amazing Thank answer. <laughs> um, really quick, before we let you go, I just one quick question. What's like the first thing you're going to do once like it's safe to go out and, and resume normal life. What's the first thing you're going to do?
2: Oh, man, I don't even know this life is, it's been so boring. Uh, I don't know. I, I think, I, I think it'd be nice just to go to a restaurant and, eat and hang out, like maybe go to the beach, go to the restaurants and just do normal things that you kind of take for granted. And now you're just kind of stuck at home or stuck around the neighborhood. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not hard to please. So this isn't crazy for me. Um, but yeah, I think just doing the normal, going to a restaurant, taking the wife out to eat or going with my parents somewhere,
0: uh,
2: birthday party, stuff like that for my nieces and nephews.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you 100%. I am sort of like you, I am fine being a homebody and just sort of chilling and relaxing. You, you don't know what you got until you don't have it And this whole, right. like you have to be at home. You can't go out to a restaurant. You can't go, you know, hang out with a family and, and just have a good time. Um, I'm looking forward to all that. So a uh, great answer on that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Aiden Quinn for, for joining us. You can check out him, him and the rest of the Orange County soccer club. Hopefully get a victory against San Diego Loyal FC tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening live or if you're listening to the podcast, probably today, who knows? Um, quick, quick, Aiden, a uh, prediction for the match tomorrow. Oh, I, ju- I just want a match, man. I have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Charlie Adams. He said they're all
2: negative. We're negative. So yes. barring something crazy to happen, we should have a game. And then hopefully everyone's watching. Hopefully it's a good game. Uh, two great teams, uh, great players there, um, great coach on our side. Let's see what Landon has. Hopefully, I think he's probably a good coach just based off his soccer pedigree. But, um, yeah, it should be a good one.
0: Perfect. Check out Aiden Quinn and Orange County Soccer Club against San Diego Loyal on ESPN+. Plus. Enjoy the match. Aiden, best of luck to you in that match, and thank you so much for taking some time to join us here on the podcast. Thanks, guys. Perfect. Thank you. That's Aiden Quinn, Orange County Soccer Club midfielder. Chris, sorry you had to like be so quiet and hang no, out. With man. No man, no. I'm dude, amazing I'm just, interview.
4: It's, it's awesome. I was just thinking about the first thing I would want to do, and I was gonna say is you got to go to Red Robin and and order more fries and more fries and more fries because Gross. guess what? No, hold on. The reason why is because you know they couldn't bring you refills right because the, they they only bring your food once. So. I'm just going to have refills coming because we can have all this contact. I ain't got to worry about COVID. You know what I'm saying?
0: He's just so, going to like post up at Red Robin and just stay there like for like eight hours and just, just keep ordering fries. Just ordering bring some, fries. More, bring some, bring bring some me more fries. Bring some more fries.
4: Bring some fries to some campfire sauce. Come on, bring it.
0: No, wait, 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 wait. So what do you do with your fries? you put the seasoning salt or do you, is there a special dip you get with it?
4: I, it's the campfire sauce, man. That's that's all you need with that stuff. It's just amazing. Dude, no.
0: you. I don't know if you've tried it, but you got to do the honey mustard. Their honey mustard with their French fries is the bomb.
4: Mm, okay,
0: try not it. A, try not, it. Not,
1: not, <laughs> Red maybe? Robin fries are trash. Yes. What's two, two things? No, 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 no. In and out fries world. are
0: trash. In and out fries are trash.
1: Do you? What's now? Do, you're now are, you're, uh, Do you get them well done? Do you get them yes. well done? No, they're just
0: no. I get them animal style, just because that's the only way they are edible. Other than that, they are what? just trash.
1: I'm gonna pull okay. your SoCal so- card, bro. Why don't you go yeah. to like why don't you go to Texas and eat Whataburger or whatever that place oh, is? Oh no no, called?
0: I won't do Whataburger. It's all about Blake's burger, man. Blake's Lotta Burger in New Mexico. That is this the is best good. place to go. Why I mean, is it that every-, every time
4: Chris comes on, all we do is talk about food. Hey
0: better better
4: than that is uh Griff's in New Mexico. That's the spot.
0: Bob, Bob's, Bob's Taco Burgers, man. Those are the things right there, man. Yeah, the
4: green chili that's really hot. You can't really enjoy it. Yeah. That's
0: really and hot. you get them on the French fries, and you can only uh-huh. eat like two fries, and then you're done for the, yeah. For the day. Yeah, the green
4: chili has got yes. your stomach. Yes. Hurt. Yeah.
0: Yes. But, no, you get the taco burger. They put the hamburger patty in a taco uh-huh. shell with that yeah. green chili and the lettuce and all the fix-ins, man. Yeah. If you, Alan, Dylan, you haven't been there, so if you ever go, try that out.
4: Yeah, we'll I'll take you guys everywhere. We'll go I don't to know
0: Miao if Wolf I ever want to
4: go to New Mexico again. Yeah, you want to come here? You want to go to Miao?
1: Dude, Wolf? no,
0: no, 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 no. I'll take you out to 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 the 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 place we have. My my grandma and grandpa owned a place that now it's just my grandma in Hemis Springs. they right across from Los Ojos, where you can go get like some bomb beer and some food, and it's literally a little town of like a hundred and something people. So we'll take you <laughs> out there when we get a chance. You could stop at the Indian reservation and get some like. Good old Indian fry bread. There, trust me, we'll we'll get you there, man. Dylan and I'll, Alan are falling asleep. Alan, this,
4: man. Alan knows about about the beer here. He knows that that fourteen percent beer.
0: Chris, let's just do this. Hey, let's just make this about us, man. We'll just we'll just talk oh. about New Mexico food yeah. and all that stuff. We'll just we we'll the other guys hang it. out on the side. I love it.
4: Just go ahead and Photoshop <laughs> me a logo right here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this match uh, Orange County versus San Diego. That's yeah. really why people would want to listen to us. Um for both teams now it's been a little bit of a delay for for playing. Although Orange County's been a little bit worse. Um both teams have had to make a trip, you know, a long trip somewhere to be told at the last moment, head home, you're not playing. Aiden Quinn sort of shared, you know, what that whole experience was like, which I understand, you know, player safety is the most important thing here in this whole thing, but it's still, as a, an athlete, uh, you go through certain rituals when you're preparing for a match, you're going to a match, there's certain things uh, throughout a season, the normalcy of a season that, that work to your advantage. So when you're having this crazy, weird, weird season where you're playing matches, you're scheduled for a match, it's it canceled because of something, it's going to throw things off. Uh, What are your expectations? I'm going to go to you, Chris. What are your expectations heading into this match? Orange County traveling down to San Diego. Are you expecting a normal match or is there going to be a little bit of rust? Is there going to be a little bit of weirdness going on? What do you think, Chris?
4: I mean, I think that really when it comes down to it, um, I I think that San Diego is, uh, man, I feel like they're going to be playing on their heels a little bit, but I think it's going to be a good match. Um, I think that this team has been, has been waiting for, an actual test, you know, and they have played, you know, some of these other teams, and I think that that's been kind of so-and-so. But, you know, considering the beginning of the season when Landon Donovan was really, like, you know, trying to drill into his team about, you know, playing like a team that – I think I forgot who he was referring to in the video, but he was ultimately, like, referring to a team and saying, hey, we're going to be like this team. And I think playing an OC is going to be a true test for them. And um, and and I I think that you're going to get a good competitive match, is what I believe.
0: Perfect. What do you think, Alan? Is uh, is San Diego ready for this test from a tough Orange County team tomorrow? Let alone you know a, a second match against Phoenix coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Is San Diego ready for it?
1: Yeah, this is going to be a make or break week for San Diego. I think if they don't get points this week, um, they're on the outside looking in. Um, where orange county and phoenix if they don't get points this weekend or this week it's not the end of the world uh so i think san diego has more to lose this week uh than orange county or uh phoenix do um i phil grooms the usl show kind of said and i agree with them san diego could play more attacking uh soccer they just choose not to um they play very conservative um and I think it's based on how the team is built. The team seem to have been built for that 34-game uh, USL season where you just try to get to the playoffs and the play-in and then see how the cards, uh, how your hand is dealt, if you will. Uh, but this is a new reality. And San Diego, I think, isn't built to necessarily go toe-to-toe offensively with Orange County or Phoenix. Uh, but they've been really solid defensively. Uh, just like Orange County has, so I think it's going to be a little bit more of a tactical chess match than necessarily a, uh, a w- typical Western Conference wide open, you know, four-two, four-three match. This is going to be, the, I think, a team if a team scores more than one goal, they win. Um, if Orange County can put two in, I think they win. I think if San Diego can manage to score two, I think they win. Um, I don't see any team really necessarily doing that. Um, but I think this is Orange County can put San Diego on their heels because San Diego does play more defensively. Um, So I think this is going to be an interesting match uh, to see where San Diego is against two of the best teams in USL this week. Um, And they're going to have a really tough time against Orange County. Uh, They have a good defense, but let's see if their offense can uh, come together.
0: Let me let me head over to Dylan really quick. Um, this this matchup between San Diego, there's 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 a very small sample size of what you can see from San Diego based off the way the season's gone. Um, Orange County has this extended break coming to this match. What are your thoughts uh, heading into this match? Is this something that Orange County can and should win? Or is this something more you're going to be happy with coming away with a point? Uh, is a victory.
3: I don't think a point is a victory. But I think you might be happy to take one, just given on how defensive of a team they are, and and the key defensive pieces that they do have. You know, if if you fight it out and it's a bit like the El Paso match and it's a nil-nil draw, I think you can be content with that. Ideally, we get three points out of this match. Ideally, we find a way through. Um, I know we'll create chances. We'll get to play a little bit more on the front foot, which I think is more what this team is built to do anyway. Um, so if you make those chances count, then I, I, I have to agree with Alan. If you score two goals in this game, you're going to win. I, <laughs> it's so hard to predict something when we're three matches into a season. It's so hard when teams haven't played for two weeks. It's just, it, it's a massive pain. I mean, if you look at what our good friend Andy King says, like most Orange County games, if we can defend well for the first 20 minutes, keep San Diego from scoring, we win. That was the case in 2018. Um, a lot of the times we came out slow in the first 15 to 20 minutes. If we made it through that without having conceded, we were really confident. We would just either slowly or sometimes really quickly pick teams apart, put a couple goals in the back of the net, and pick up another three points. Um, I think it's a similar situation here. we got to be mindful against the break. So we might see a little bit more of like a Phoenix versus Orange County, but a little bit of a role reversal there. Should be a good time, though. I'm looking forward to it.
4: <laughs> well, he's yeah, this, forward. Is, this is the beginning of a rivalry in the making right
3: i hope it's a friendly one socal it's nice that there's other usl fans in socal for once <laughs> and i don't think anyone's gonna tell you that orange county is better than san diego because it's just like
0: <laughs> Ooh,
1: hey, no one's ever gonna
3: listen to this it's, podcast again sorry orange county people as
1: as cities as cities i i think i, I think things, if, i guess I think if Orange County Orange County walks away with three points, they're happy. If they walk away with one, they're like fine. I think if San Diego walks away with a point, they're happy. If they walk away with three, it's like a huge victory. It's like they're it's the correct. best team in the league. Right. Um, I think, like I said, I think or like Orange County has less to lose with this match than San Diego does. I think San Diego has a lot to lose in this one match. Um, This is kind of going to, these two games, Orange County, Phoenix, are going to make or break, I think, their season. Um, Right now, they're kind of out in front, uh, but they haven't played Orange County. They haven't played Phoenix. Um, They've played Real Monarchs, who were an average team, and they did okay. Um, They played Vegas, which, whatever. Uh, They held Sacramento to zero goals, which is, like, fine. So I think this is going to be their first real big test for San Diego. Um, and I think if they can take advantage of Orange County coming off rest, um, it's good. But I I think it's going to be really hard for them to pull off three points on Wednesday.
0: Can I, can I ask just how do you know the match against Real Monarchs was pretty good? Because I think like half of that match was missing in action. Yes. Right? Well, they if you convince- read our...
1: If you read Fairweather's recap, there was a 20-minute battle between Joe Greenspan and some dragons. Um, allegedly, I don't know. There's no video evidence that didn't happen. Um, like I said, I think San Diego defends pretty well. It's just how well their offense works. And um, right now, it's not been great. Uh, so I think this is a real test to see if they can hang with Orange County for
0: 90 minutes. Mm. Let's do this, any, any last thoughts from anyone before we get to score predictions?
3: Yeah, don't have three or four beers before this one. Um, if the only excitement you get is from goal scoring <laughs> opportunities and goals. All right. You're probably gonna wanna just try something
1: else. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be very much more like Eastern Conference USL than typical Western Conference USL.
0: <laughs> I think that's the way Orange County is built this year. They're built for to, to be a very solid defensive team. I mean, any team that can hold Phoenix to one goal in two matches is a pretty good defensive team. So, I mean, that's what I think Orange County fans better get used to very low scoring games this, this season, um, limiting their opponents' goals and maybe scoring a goal or two each match.
4: Hmm. That sounds like a
0: Western Conference final campaign speech. There you go. Defense. Hey, defense wins championships, right? <laughs> My is that, is that what we're taught? Isn't that what we're taught as kids, guys? What
4: we let's do that. There? Let's do that.
0: Let's go to Let's go to Chris first, our, our guest. Oh, he was prediction.
4: Ready. Prediction. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got you. What did I? What did I? I've already said it. I'll say it again. Four nil san diego
2: chris it Sounds was great like having he's,
4: you he... on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> wonderful time
3: thanks for coming on people don't need to find where you are on the internet No one cares.
4: all right <laughs> hey andy already followed me so what <laughs> so what
0: <laughs> so he's all good andy followed him he's fine he's he's he's, yeah. he's a winner after that uh, dylan what let's go to you next dylan
3: uh i said it again or i said it once i'll say it again despite my hopeful prediction is a two-one Orange County win. I think a one-one or nil 0 is perfectly feasible as well. <laughs> you, got, you got half right. Sound like me. <laughs> We're very alike. <laughs> We're both white losers. I'm, I'm gonna
0: I, I'm gonna go almost straight opposite of Chris here, and I'm gonna say five-nil San Diego just because of my magical powers that I have. Alan, let's go to you. Straight opposite. It's the same.
1: <laughs> I said this earlier tonight. Um, I'm going to go one one draw. Um, I can see Orange County um, figuring some stuff out um, and coming off of, a, of some downtime, not as sharp like a, against El Paso um, and Orange County can score goals. San Diego can score goals, uh, but it's not where their uh, strength is right now. Um, like I said, I think Orange County can can pull some stuff together and, and become an offensive uh, force if they want to. Um, but I think right now they're relying on that back line uh, and the back half of the team to keep them in matches and score some goals. Like that Phoenix match could have been like 3-0, 4-0, and we'd be having a different discussion. Uh, but I'm saying 1-1 draw.
0: Perfect. Uh, let's do this really quick before we get to our next topic here. I'm going to give you a, a, a ticket out if you need to, Chris, because we're going to get into our next match. Because there's actually two matches that Orange County is is going to have between now and our next episode. Um, do you want to hang out still, Chris, or do you want to head out? What? Wait, who's who's your next match? Uh, if it happens, it's Vegas.
4: Oh, I'd love to hang out. Yes. <laughs>
0: well let's let's go do it then let's go straight to this and first thing i'm gonna say is odds odds that the match will happen orange county versus vegas it is scheduled for saturday the 15th so in what for right now what wednesday thursday friday saturday so four days from now is when it's scheduled for uh odds that it'll happen i'm gonna go to you first dylan
3: i just tried to start looking up what the odds are like this has to be things somewhere in Vegas, right? Someone's <laughs> betting that this game won't happen. Those odds are probably really high. I would take that bet if you find that link. Send it to me too. I don't think it's gonna happen. Look what happened with uh with LA. I know there's less cases with Vegas at the moment, but you don't want to risk something
0: having been transmitted.
3: Uh, it, yeah, it's not. It's not
0: happening. <laughs> What about you, Chris? What's what are the odds of OC versus Vegas? It's taking place in Orange County. What's the the odds that it happens? I don't think
4: it happens either. Honestly, I mean, it's it's very consistent that it hasn't been happening. So,
0: okay, yeah, that's short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, Alan, what about you? Hey, I think Alan's actually looking for those odds. He looks like he's looking he at is. a computer screen trying no, to I'm find looking at- something.
1: I'm looking at the Vegas announcement of tomorrow's match against Tacoma <laughs> Defiance. that they already postponed. What? I think, yeah. They postponed the Tacoma Defiance match. Um, there you go. The 11th. Darn glitter, um, man.
0: That, gl- that glitter is just getting everywhere.
1: Um, <laughs> they've rescheduled it for the <laughs> 19th, which leads me to believe like, I think it's a 50, 50. I think it's a coin flip. Um, They didn't play last week because I think they were supposed to play San Diego. San Diego drove out there at the hotel, and they're like, never mind. Um, um, I think it's like a coin flip. You flip a coin right before, like, what time is this game supposed to happen? Seven? Like, six o'clock, flip a coin. If it's heads, you play. Tails, you don't. Um, I'm leaning more toward it happening because with both Orange County and Vegas, their schedules are more and more and more impacted. And then you get into player safety and injuries and all sorts of shenanigans. Um, I think at this point, if Vegas can play, they do, because even if it might be, it's probably going to be a loss. They'd rather take a loss than have to play like 20,000 games in the month of uh, September, September. Um, (laughs) They're already impacted. So I think if there's a way for this game to happen, it's happening. Um, even if it's like Austin where they they dress like 14 and a half people. Um, I'm waiting for my phone call to play for Vegas um, to sit on the bench. Um, I am great Carson at left. Carson
0: can join Carson can join the Vegas roster right. for uh, for the match I am phenomenal.
1: I'm a phenomenal left bench player. Um, I'm also great at left out um, So if Vegas wants to sign me I will I'll go on a free. Um, as long as um, I don't actually have to go to Vegas, um, <laughs> gonna score do for that the ninety-four How you think
3: that works? Then, <sighs> who he, knows? He's
0: thinking, he's thinking like EUSL stuff here. I think still. If they the let me Rocky know, I can
1: League. drive there. Um, I think it happens because I think it has to happen um, more than anything, and um, I think it happens with even if it's a shortened roster.
0: All right, so let me go to you, Dylan. If the game actually happens as scheduled on the 19th at 7 p.m. Or sorry, at on the 15th at 7 p.m. at Great Park Championship Soccer Stadium, uh, does Vegas have a chance of winning, or is this an Orange County victory all the way?
3: Look at this team over the last three years. Look at this team even under Frank Yallop. I don't think they have a chance.
0: Chris? He's, mute. He's muted. He doesn't even want was, to share his thoughts with us. I was muted. Do
4: I think that, that Orange County has a chance of winning? That, that, that Vegas has a chance. That Vegas has a chance of winning. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count them out fully because, you know, I have seen them kind of walk teams. I'm not going to really name that particular match that I watched, but... I mean, I have seen them kind of come out and just, you know, score four or five goals on the team. So there's a slim possibility, but, you know, if they're not wearing black, you know, maybe they have a shot. You you know, you always got to bet on black, so. Oh, look at this guy throwing in
3: references about gambling when we're talking about Vegas. So
4: Ooh, how you well, like to be a so, black
0: soccer cat? Hey, thank you. So original. So original. Uh, uh, Alan, what about what about you? Vegas have a chance of beating?
1: No. You? Shouldn't no. you have done the horn um,
0: after you just Yes.
1: No. He's you, just here you, so he's gonna find the
0: order. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how much a chance they have. That's my rap air horn silent. That's Vegas's WAP airhorn. That's their goal horn going off. Right? <laughs> no, um, I don't think Vegas has a chance. Um, I think against San Diego, San Diego was able to take it to them. Uh, they got lucky on a random weird handball in the box for a penalty to get their one goal. Um, and if a team like San Diego can score two against Vegas, um, I, I think Orange County just walks in there and says, if this was like a normal season, you might be like, ah, oh, we can go in there for a draw. it will be fine. I think this match, they go in there and be like, no, we need three points. We're going to get three points. We're going to play them off the pitch.
0: All right. So um, we're not going to going to do a score prediction for this match because we don't even know for sure. Dude, that was loud. Um, we don't even know if this match is going to happen. So let's not even do a score prediction. Let's just hope it happens and hope Orange County can win. Uh, on that let's talk about this really quick um before the return to play schedule was released or when it was released i think orange county fans already looked at it and said hey there's a lot of like space the first two or three weeks and then it's like congestion the rest of the the time that orange County's playing and now with two games already being canceled it makes things even worse um is this i'm gonna go to you dylan is is this bad for Orange County or can they somehow, some way find a way to get through this congestion, especially the the potential of a Vegas match getting canceled and maybe even another one or two getting canceled between now and the end of the season.
3: To be completely honest, I don't think they can. I don't think any team can. We're at the point now where the league either needs to extend the season by two weeks or just start letting teams forfeit or counting losses for forfeits they can't just be like oh we're gonna we're gonna postpone oh we're gonna postpone oh we're gonna postpone because Colorado can't be playing in November and December you can't play at 6,600 feet when it's 25 degrees outside it's probably true in a bunch of other places in this league where it actually snows uh, I literally can't relate because I live here but yeah I, I don't like any team can we're, we're not immune to that
0: What are your thoughts, Alan?
1: (laughs) I agree with Dylan. I think the season either needs to get extended or we need to have a serious conversation about points per game with the minimum number of games played Mm. um, or straight-up forfeits. Um, Unfortunately, like Orange County um, has been on the bad end of teams having to cancel on them. So it's like, how do you punish Orange County? Like, let's say Orange something happens to Orange County in late September. Are they going to have to forfeit because, um, you know, Sacramento had to cancel or L.A. had to cancel? So I think at this point you can't really have forfeits um, this late in the season. I think that needed to be decided ahead of time. Um, I would have been fine with that. Um, but I think right now you're looking at extending the season – or um, or doing parts, points per game with a minimum number of games played. Um, and, Cause right now Orange County has, I think six games in September, and they still have two or three games they have to schedule. Like I'm worried about player safety. I'm worried about guys having to play Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, for the entire month of September. And what does that do for the quality of play? What does that do for people on the pitch? Now, Orange County has some depth, but still you take a couple knocks and your depth goes away. And now you're playing guys Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Um, I think USL really needs to take a look at this right now and make a determination right now, as opposed to waiting for when, for, for it to happen.
3: I think this is especially important because we have a league that is trying to, position itself as a place for young Americans to develop before heading off to Europe, Mm -hmm. Uh, the ones that don't want to go the MLS route, the ones that want to kind of do a Brian KO, and they hit 18 and they dip out of the country. Um, How do you and how can you just let teams, especially some of those two teams that are a bunch of 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds play two or three games in a seven day period? Week after week after week, those those kids especially are going to get hurt more than anything else, and it's going to be entirely avoidable connective issue. You know, I think the USL is probably going to come out something after this weekend because more matches are going to get canceled. Um, Louisville City, their match this weekend against, I believe Kansas City Two, got postponed. We're going to see a few more of those, and by that point, it's going to be utter chaos, and they will have to do something.
0: Definitely. Definitely. What are your thoughts, Chris, really quick? Uh, just
4: my thoughts are, I mean, you know, I'm just thinking about how the league went about, you know, everything from how it's announced. I mean, think about that. how much freedom they gave teams to announce. And so luckily if you follow four or five clubs on Twitter, you can obviously get an idea of how frequent, you know, these matches are being canceled. So it doesn't seem so isolated, but um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you, I just can't see them extending the season. I mean, I can see like why that's going to probably be the case, but I just can't see that happening because of the fact that they probably have to have so much time before they can commence into like postseason play, you know what I mean? At least for how they formatted it. Um, but uh, I think they're just going to have to just adjust. I mean, you know, I'm sure all of us thought that the USL could shut down again at some point based upon just the risk that was presented at the beginning, you know, and, you know, for the most part, most teams have figured out how to do it the right way. But these teams like this, where it's like every week, boom, postponing a, te- a game, postponing a game. It's like, you know, it's 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 reckless. So if they cancel again, you know, then we're really going to see what the league's going to do.
1: Yeah, I think with that, if you extend the season to a couple weeks, most teams are going to be fine. I think a team like Indy, who's already played like eight games, maybe that's the time where Indy can schedule a couple friendlies. I think uh, Pony on the USL show on uh, last night said, hey, you take a week off, you play a friendly one week, you take a week off, and now in the playoffs. I think there's ways to get creative to make sure that the players um, are taken care of, and if you do what's best for the players, you do what's best for the league.
0: And there we go. <laughs> Let's do this uh, for a matter of of time. We want to make sure we stay close to that hour that we normally do. Let's talk really quick. Uh, any last soccer related stuff? Any of you want to share?
1: Congratulations! St- Congratulations yes. to Portland.
4: I was going. How stoked are you guys about uh, the new LA team for NWSL?
0: That's um. That's a really awesome thing that's happening. Um, I'm hoping we can somehow, some way, get some some people that cover that team to jump on with us because I'm sure Dylan and Alan are as excited as myself in, in seeing that happen. Um, something that, uh, obviously, I would have loved to tap in Orange County first and foremost, but I think LA is a better market for it anyway. So, Angel um, City, what's, as,
4: what's the supporters group called? Do you, know, you, guys, you guys know what it's called? Well,
1: I think I'm Dylan's like...
4: Rebellion 99.
3: Boom. Boom. I- perfect name, perfect location. I'm thrilled for this team. Uh it seems like they've got I mean, they've got the money behind it. Yeah. Uh they have half the sense that Vegas has with the kind of situation they've got going on, or half the sense that LAFC has proven they have. They're gonna be very, very,
4: very good
3: NWSL. Now you know
4: the crazy thing about this supporters group was like have you guys been kind of really tuning in to like the Twitter and the different supporters? Like amongst LAFC and Galaxy, and how like there was this kind of seemed like there was a little bit of a I don't know tussle about who was going to run it and 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 which fans or supporters were going to support it and you know what I mean I think it's come down to like this gal maybe within LAFC's uh, supporter group that's going to do it but if it was going to be the guy then all of a sudden the the LA Galaxy supporters weren't with it or whatever it was but. You know, I'm I think what is good is if the lady is just kind of, you know, if there's some ladies running that supporters group, Do you know what I mean? Because like to me, like that's going to bode, bode well for everyone who's trying to jump in and kind of support that thing. Um, but I, you know, being out here in New Mexico and I mean, most of my teams are L.A. teams that I follow. Right. So, you know, I'm like, OK, this is good. Uh, I just hope that they can like keep it together, you know, so they don't let their MLS rivalries kind of break up the group.
0: We'll see how that happens. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I know uh, I'm going to be working to try and get some, some people on to help talk about that. Cause I know, again, this is something that uh, Dylan Alan, and myself are are definitely excited about. Um, Again, I would have loved for orange County be the first, in Southern California to get a, a team, but I think a bigger market like LA definitely deserves that. And I think it's, it's going to be awesome for, for soccer and for, for soccer fans to be able to watch that. Uh, we, we've we seen a lot of quality, uh, amazing play from the NWSL, you know, the, their, their cup that they just had, the challenge cup was, was an awesome event. Um, and I think that's definitely going to help bring in more fans in the LA area and just nationwide. So pretty awesome there. Let's do this. Let's get into our random thoughts for the day then. Or for the episode. If we can do that. Um, let's go to Alan first. Ooh. Uh, my random thought of
1: the day is um, your educators are going to be doing the best job that they can, uh, but know that they are overwhelmed with all of the shenanigans that's happening. Uh, local school boards, county school boards have been very reluctant to um, be proactive with their decision making, which puts a lot of the classroom teachers on the back foot of having to learn and implement um, new uh, teaching strategies uh, for school starting. Uh, Just know that your teachers are working as hard as they can uh, and will bring you the best education that they possibly can. Uh, Be patient with them as they are patient with you and your children. Um, I know this is not the most ideal situation for anybody, Um, but teachers are still teaching. We are working. I sat through three hours of professional development this afternoon with a five minute break. Uh, So we're doing the best we can. Uh, Please be kind. Uh, Just communicate, communicate, communicate. Uh, And we're, we're there for your students. We're there for your community. Um, And we're going to do the best job we can. Your child will not be left behind. Uh, Everyone's going through the same thing. Um, and we will uh, see you at the other side, and yes, the Raiders um, are F the Raiders, exclamation point, exclamation point, <laughs> times infinity.
0: How How many of them are there there, Alan? Um, uh, <laughs> I'll start counting and I'll let you know. <laughs> um, no, props to teachers. I know it's a really crazy time for you guys, so Alan, <laughs> appreciative of you and any other teacher out there that's listening to our podcast. Uh, I know when the the craziness happened at the middle of last school year. It was sort of uh, just figure it out, how we can get through the rest of school year however we can. Uh, It seems like there's a little bit more organization now. I know with my school district, they're launching or they're using Canvas as uh, a platform for this online learning. So they just had a, a, a parent session on YouTube for us to learn how to use it. Lucky for me, I've been taking college classes for the last like eight years. And I've been doing online <laughs> classes and most of those classes have been on Canvas. So I know how to use it. So I'm like, great, this is awesome. I, I was telling my so wife everyone, I could figure this out.
3: Direct your questions over to DJ Ray Samora. Uh for your no, no, Canvas get questions me Canvas. Uh, questions send them to this meet. send them to this what, guy down
4: here to what's, Alan. What's Canvas?
0: It is a learning Blackboard.
1: learning module management syth- management system. It's basically yes. like LMS. It, Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Everything's like self-contained email, like lectures, videos, quizzes, everything is self-contained. It's actually kind of cool and helpful, but to learn it in like a week and also develop classes in a week is a little much. I'm just going (laughs) to say a little much.
0: (laughs) Yes, but it'll be it'll go a lot better for the students. As far as once it gets implemented and it's running smoothly, it'll be a lot better for the students where, like Alan said, no kids are going to get left behind because they're actually going to learn instead of what happened at the end of the last school year where where teachers were just like, look at these websites and do these games on these websites and figure that out. And we're just going to pass you because we have no idea what to do here. Nothing against the teachers, nothing against the school districts for that. It was an impossible situation to be put in. Um, you know, to basically just flip the script and say, hey, figure out a way to teach your kids online. So again, props to the teachers, props to everyone, and props to the school districts that are working hard to figure out how to make education work for, yes, yes, I see that, Dylan. Chris, random thought.
4: Random thought. Man, when am I going to get that sick orange and black soccer cast kit with the oranges with the little drip coming out? No need, drip,
0: no drip, no I
4: drip. Need, I need the the juice, like drip. You know what I mean.
0: We'll, we'll we'll make one where there's juice coming out of the oranges at some point. I'm gonna post that up. It it I've it's been crazy for me. I might just hand it off to Dylan to to, to take over it because he has way more time to handle this type of stuff. So I might just pass the baton over to Dylan to figure this out. Uh, but it'll come out. We'll we'll get it. We we'll, we will do it. We will make it happen, Dylan. My, your my, random thought. Wait, wait, my other random oh, go, thought. Go
4: Chris. Sorry, sorry, Dylan's. Here's the other, sorry, there's two random thoughts, right? Here it is. Di- uh, Ray needs to go with Dylan and Alan one weekend over to that pier and actually get the flag on the pole, get the actual shot, and then and then I'll be happy. That's my random thought. I did get the safe. flag
0: on the pier. The flag is on the pier right here. <laughs>
4: it's uh, right there.
0: There's the proof. <laughs> <Dylan>. <laughs>
4: Dylan, go. <laughs> um,
3: my random thought is merch-related. I think it's time uh, we worked with our wonderful—and I truly do mean wonderful—sponsor Icarus FC on designing an orange and black soccer cast kit. And it's orange, and it's sweet, and you can find it on our Twitter. And pretty soon you'll be able to buy it. It's not going to be super expensive. Mm, 50 I'm bucks. so 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 excited for this still kit want to. to go on sale. I've been wanting this for months. We're finally at a point we can do it. Um, my other random Let's thought is, um, as we learned today, thanks to a study from some physics people at Duke University, wearing a bandana or wearing a neck gaiter, probably not doing a lot for the people around you. Now you're safer at home because there is still a pandemic going on outside. Um, but if you must go out, and we do have Orange or Black Soccer Cast face masks. That's Ooh. right. My random thought is just shameful, shameful self promotion for this podcast. Um, but you don't, even have,
4: you, you don't even have a picture of one. You only have one in your hands.
0: Oh, Let's no, see. no. I, I, I'm i trying to get it up, buddy. I'm trying to get it up. Don't That's, worry about it.
4: That's uh, phrasing. Uh. Well, you should drink less. Awesome uh,
0: phrasing. <laughs> awesome phrasing.
3: Get, get one of these masks. They're, they're $750. We're not taking any money off of them because it's a pandemic. Why would we make money off? This. We're not going to charge $14 for a mask like some other things. <laughs> Look at Ray. He's got some greys going on, but, uh, you know, you can't really tell the rest of his face is going on, so it looks great. And that logo, that's better than anything that any It looks like your mouth is know. open.
0: It does. It looks awesome. I, I, I'm i going to work on making a couple other designs to go on some of these masks that you can order through our uh our vendor, which is Teespring, you can get the link directly on our website. I'm going to do a couple other, and just so you know, any of the face masks we're putting up on there, we're not we're we're putting them at wholesale price. We're not marking them up for any kind of profit. So whatever the price is on there is whatever. Like we're not going to make anything off it. It's whatever the vendor um, sets the price at for those particular things. So I'm going to make a couple other ones on there for for people to purchase. Go Dylan. And
3: one final thing about these face masks: one dollar from every mask sale is donated. To a nonprofit to feed children, which is kind of important because children, they are the future, and they should probably not be hungry.
0: They shouldn't. They should yeah, definitely. That's right. <laughs> really quick, a couple of random thoughts for me. First of all, happy retirement to Mister Alan Underwood from the EUSL. He's retiring from competitive FIFA soccer, video game <laughs> soccer after uh, like half a season, I guess is what we will call it. Uh, he definitely. decided it's not for him, but he's got a lot of stuff on his plate, so it's definitely understandable. Maybe in the future uh, we'll do a, 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 a old timers league, and he can jump onto that and be part the of that beer league. Yes, definitely. Uh, but it was a great for uh, one and only half season for Allen. Uh, by the way, <laughs> the <sighs> EUSL is going to continue, though, uh, and we've uh, we're hitting the playoffs right now. Unfortunately, yours truly was eliminated from the playoffs. Allen did the pay-by-play for that match. Yeah, I was eliminated. I was the eighth seed. I lost to the one seed in the East. But I will say this. The guy that I played against at Coach S. Smith, for the whole regular season, he went undefeated. He won every single match. He didn't even draw a match. And I at least beat him in the second leg of a a two-leg battle against him, four to two. So I I will take that as a minor victory. Uh, But the USL will continue. I'm part of it. There's there's a group of us that are part of it. There's actually going to be pr- uh, promotion relegation to this league. We're going to have three divisions. We're going to have League One, Championship, and Premier. Uh, and uh, I've been tasked with running the social media of that whole league. So we're going to be um, blasting stuff out. You can follow us at EUSL underscore Xbox. Uh, and if it, the one thing I want to mention is if anyone's interested in playing competitive FIFA in a league where you get to hang out with people, meet new people. I'm Alan can attest. He's, he's, he's made new friends from playing uh FIFA and, and playing some of the pro leagues and stuff like that. Pro clubs. He doesn't want to admit it, but he has, um, you could join the league. Just hit us up on our Twitter account again at EUSL underscore Xbox. Um, and you can, you can play. And I think uh, I think I've talked Dylan and Alan. It is still doing some play by play from time to time for that league, even if it's not for my match. They'll do some. Let me check just, my
3: contract really quick. <laughs> hey,
0: I just did. I just did my first play by play on a on a two leg match earlier today. Before I went onto Fairweather Pod and before now, so I'm I'm amazed that I still have a voice because it was and a you're solo play by play talking. It was a solo play by play. All right, we got to end this. It's time to end this deal. That's what Dylan's trying to tell me. I think Alan <laughs> wanted to say one little thing. Three hours of you talking. Alan was like leaning up <laughs> into the mic. He wanted to say something.
1: Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of the MLS, USL, and US soccer. Get your custom scarf for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Yes. Looking for that unique custom kit for your youth club, sunny league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your
0: new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Chris, he doesn't even want to let you know where our listeners can find you if they want to hear more from you.
4: Listeners can find me at by Chris Walker right here underneath my finger (laughs) at Instagram and Twitter. Follow me and make a new friend. That's all I got to say.
3: Dylan. You can find Dylan Allen on the internet on Twitter at OCSE underscore Dylan or at eldonnews.org under the byline Dylan Allen.
0: Allen? You can find me at 8under148 on the Twitter
1: machine.
3: This isn't NPR. Say it louder. This is and you can find me. PGA um,
4: Golf.
0: It's my turn. You can find me at DJ Ray Samora on Twitter. You can also find the podcast at OCSE underscore soccercast. You can look for our website, OCSEpodcast.com. Bunch of other places. Just, just, Google us, you'll find us. I want to thank uh, our guest, Aiden Quinn, for taking some time tonight to join us. Also, Chris, for hanging out with us after recording a fair weather pod. He came and hung out with us for a full episode, for, so props for you. Dylan, Allen. thanks for always being here. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out.